Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And a regular guest all through the years, through the ups and downs and all around, especially at night, the other side of midnight with Frank Morano, has been Roger Stone. When nobody else could get or reach Roger Stone, oftentimes he would make a special exception for WABC, for Frank and everyone here. He once again joins us in this uh, new year. Welcome, Roger. Curtis, it is great to be back with you. Roger, always good to hear your voice. Great to be with you guys. They put you through hell, but you're standing up. Well, I'm just warming up. I must tell you, uh, it's not a great experience to be uh, victimized in a political witch hunt, but uh, thanks to the power of Jesus Christ and my faith and many, many, many friends, like two guys on this show, uh, I'm still here and I'm moving forward. Uh, Roger, you had a big announcement yesterday. Tell us about the announcement. Well, back in 2008, John, uh, a man named uh, Mr. Blackwell would always produce uh, an international best and worst dress list, and it it always was a big deal. And when I read, uh, and I always enjoyed reading it, when I read that he had passed away, I picked up the tradition. So yesterday, for the 14th year, one year off, the year I was gagged by a federal judge and unconstitutionally not allowed to publish the list, I put forward my own uh, 14th annual international best and dressed uh, people's list. Now, it's very important that even though I come from the world of politics, this list is not political, meaning uh, it's not ideological, it's not partisan, and it includes both Democrats and and Republicans, liberals, and conservatives uh, on both the best and the worst dress categories. Well, let's go with the uh, best, Roger Stone. I mean, I think Sid Rosenberg is uh, trying to find the list to make sure he's on it. Oh, yeah. He he loves Joseph Aboud. But uh, uh, I got to tell you, just watching you and the many appearances you make, you don't just wear suits. You wear suits that are customized in a way where you say, where the hell did he get that from? Well, everybody has to kind of develop their own personal look. But the way I look at it is, if all the world is a stage, shouldn't you always be in costume? Uh, so <laughs> leading my list, leading my list for the for best dressed, a woman who I think took a lot of abuse, woman who should have been on the cover of Vogue many times over four years, Melania Trump, without question, the best dressed first lady since Jackie Kennedy. Wow. Always chic, always chic, uh, always appropriate, always tasteful. Uh, without any question whatsoever, the very best. You're absolutely uh, right, Roger. I mean, they, they, you know, her husband was the president. Why take it out on her? I couldn't understand that. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Now, I have to admit it. I had to choose between Eric Adams and Joe Biden. Out of respect for you, Curtis, I went with Joe Biden. Now, a lot of my conservative <laughs> friends are going to give me a hard time about that, but I want you to notice very carefully. 
Joe Biden's choice of neckwear is always right on the money. This guy has the most most tasteful tie collection I've ever seen. And I can be honest with you, I even like the aviator glasses. FDR had his cigarette holder. Lyndon Johnson had his cowboy hats. Joe Biden has his aviators. I don't think he's doing a great job as president. That's not, not what this is about. I do think he's a great dresser. Now, these uh, men who have made your list, are they suits that they wear off the rack or are they custom made for them? I think it's a, I think it's a combination. It's very interesting that WABC actually has two different uh, people on the list who are on uh, your network. I mean, first of all, Greg Kelly, uh, you know, the, uh, the Newsmax commentator, also at WABC. It's very interesting. About a year and a half ago, he said on social media he was thinking of taking on the authorship of this list on an annual basis. I texted him immediately, told him he could have it as soon as I was dead. <laughs> now, course, quick judges, question, quick judges, question. Now that you mentioned you are almost dead, I have it on very good authority that you were in Memphis, Tennessee, not far from Elvis's mansion, on your way to do an interview with uh, the Pillow Man. And all of a sudden, an 18-wheel tractor trailer came by and T-boned you in your SUV. True or not true? Absolutely true. Now, it wasn't an 18-wheeler, but it was a uh, it was a Ford Tough pickup truck, and we did get two T-boned. The car I was riding it was totaled. Both of the uh, security guys I was with were injured. I had to go to the hospital. I walked away literally without a scratch. Uh, so the Lord is with me. I am protected. It, it was not a great experience, uh, but it is absolutely true. This was the day after the election. Uh, I put it up on Twitter a couple of days ago, and uh, the outpouring of people with good wishes has been very, very heartening. So not only did I get a commutation of sentence when I was falsely convicted of a crime, not only did I get an unconditional pardon, not only is my wife, who was diagnosed not long ago with stage four cancer, in total remission, uh, but on top of it all, I, I walked away from death uh, in an accident only days ago. Uh, it's a great time to be alive. Now, did the uh, driver stop, or was it a hit and run? Curtis, I'm not saying just because the guy was wearing a Black Lives Matter T-shirt that he was in Black <laughs> Lives Matter. I'm not saying that just because he had a copy of Karl Marx's Das Kapital in the front seat of his truck. But that means that he was a communist. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I just think it was some poor guy just not paying attention. Uh, he was uninjured, I'm happy to say. A lot of damage to his truck. Uh, the emergency uh, uh, services guy showed up immediately. It's one of those odd things. I was not wearing a seatbelt, uh, and the technician told me it was, was one of those very, very rare conditions because of how and where he hit the car. Now, uh, I would have thought... If I'd been wearing the seat, I probably would have been injured. Uh, because at that particular time, things were percolating be between the guy that you were the first and only one to tell him to run for president time and time again, even when others were trying to get him to run for governor of the state of New York against Andrew Cuomo. How do we know this wasn't a guy who was sent by DeSantis? I mean, DeSantis, uh, you know, he comes from a long Italian family, the same town that produced Rudy Giuliani. 
How do you know it wasn't a message to you, Roger? Well, since I am, as you know, Sicilian myself, I think that's anti-Italian defamation right there is what that is. <laughs> Being Sicilian, that means you're 50% Greek, you know. Uh, uh, I, I accept. You know, here's the things people don't know about Ron DeSantis. It should, and he, it'll probably be on next year's list. Ron is 5'8". Ron wears these four-inch Cuban heels to make him look much taller. There's a little little trade circuit, a secret for you. No, I think the I think the incident in Memphis was an accident, uh, and I deal, really do thank the Lord for being alive. Who's on your worst dress list? Now, this is I want to see that. I want to see that. Uh, this is this is uh, pretty easy, not that hard to do. Senator-elect John Fetterman. The New York Times says that he is one of the most 91 most stylish people in America. I've never seen it, the guy wearing anything other than a hoodie and cargo shorts. I mean, he dresses like a skateboarder. Uh, the, it is interesting that the cowl of his hoodie hides this kind of odd growth that he has on the back of his neck. This guy is a very strange guy. He is not stylish uh, in any way. Has, has anybody figured out, well, we're not going to talk politics, but has anybody figured out how this guy won? But we'll, we'll leave that for it's, another day. Well, John, it's, it's, it's Pennsylvania. So in Philadelphia, yes, there are precincts where more people voted than are registered to vote. It's an old tradition in Philadelphia. Uh, Jill Biden, Jill Biden. Uh, not as well-dressed as her husband. To me, her dresses always look like they're made out of curtains or a tablecloth or maybe even a rug. <laughs> she has the, this choice of bold, kind of cheap-looking prints. It's just not good for her. Um, she she just doesn't measure up to her husband. She ends up on this year's worst-dressed list. Now, you know, we let's go back to the hoodie and Fetterman and the fashionista statement you do realize that Eminem, Slim Shady, who really put the whole look of a hoodie on the map, is now AARP like a lot of the rappers. They are over 50. This has become the look of a lot of guys who have not evolved beyond uh, when they were in their 20s or 30s. I see increasingly more and more men in their 50s wearing hoodies like Fetterman. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad look. It's the same... Essential look is Samuel Bankman Freed. You know, this guy is always wearing a cheap T-shirt and, <laughs> and khakis. I think very soon he'll be wearing an orange jumpsuit, but that's a different question. Uh, you, you've seen that same look. He's not on this year's list. I think he was on a previous list, Mark Zuckerberg. The guy's a billionaire, maybe one of the richest guys on the planet. He, he, he can't afford a suit. I mean, it, it's unbelievable, which leads me to Volodymyr Zelensky. We give the guy $100 billion for his war in Ukraine in violation of a treaty we signed in 94, but we won't go into politics. The guy shows up for a joint session of Congress, and he's wearing a green combat sweatshirt. Well, he must be on your list. (laughs) he, He is on the worst list. Uh, it is unbelievable to me. It kind of reminds me of when Fidel Castro went to the U.N. Uh, to address the U.N. in the late 50s in war fatigues. But then I noticed that Zelensky, when he, when he addressed the World Economic Forum, 
he puts on a suit and tie. But remember, he's an actor. He was an actor before he was president. There's nothing wrong with that. Ronald Reagan was an actor. The only thing wrong with that would be if he was an actor paid by a bunch of oligarchs to act like a president. But I, of course, have no proof that that's true. Well, he was the king of all comedy uh, in the Ukraine. He was the number one comedian. Now, uh, again, if I can, I want to go back to the race in Pennsylvania. Now you got to get a little political. I observed it very closely, like everyone did, because Pennsylvania tried in our backyard. I think the mistake of Dr. Oz, and I know you were there in the beginning, John, was when he was asked, why do you have two passports? Because he has a passport from the country of Turkey, Erdogan, and a passport from the country of the United States, President Biden. He said, I'll give up that Turkish passport if I get elected to the U.S. Senate. Now, there are a lot of people who are somewhat suspicious of Muslims to begin with. Dr. Oz happens to be a Muslim. But when you say you're going to run for a U.S. Senate seat, In a state in which you have so many different types of people having had choice in the Republican primary and then between you and Fetterman, and you say you're not going to give up your Turkish citizenship, I think that made it a bit rough for him in the beginning. Just my personal thoughts, Roger. That plus living in New Jersey, I think the combination of the two were uh, probably devastating. By the way, very well-dressed guy. Didn't seem to make any difference whatsoever. It's interesting that um, I got a call yesterday when the list published from a very nice lady in Pennsylvania told me that she was a tailor uh, at a certain store, men's store, where Fetterman recently showed up to buy some clothes for his stint in the U.S. Senate. And she asked me a very odd question. She said, he was very nice, but did you know he is completely deaf? I said, really? How could that be? She said, I don't know, but we had to communicate by writing notes back and forth. He's completely deaf. Anyway, we wish him well. We wish him well, but he's going to have to wear a suit and a tie. It, it is the rule, by the way, of the U.S. Senate that you cannot, a gentleman cannot go on the floor unless he's wearing a jacket and tie. Wow, I didn't know that. Now, what about Jim Jordan, who, when he does interviews, he always is without jacket. Um He would have to wear a jacket in the well of the house, right? That is my understanding. Uh, But I've never seen the guy at a TV interview in which he's wearing a suit jacket. You know, it's interesting. When Reagan was president of the United States, the great Ronald Reagan, and he worked in the Oval Office, he would never take his jacket off. He said that it would be disrespectful to the office. Now, Now you compare that with a with a John Fetterman, for example. Uh, it's really mind-blowing. Uh, the guy who dresses uh, slovenly is the new uh, is the new black, I guess. Now, I Roger, we're, we're coming up on a break. you got to tell people where we're going to see this list. They can go to uh, rogerstone.substack.com. Rogerstone.substack.com. Or they can tune in today at 5 o'clock Eastern at stonezone.live uh, and see a full discussion. You well, appreciate it, Roger Stone. Uh, although you definitely... Five o'clock, you're competing with me, Roger. <laughs> well, we're, we're head to head. 